0: Welcome to another episode of Raising Bulls. We are the only podcast dedicated to the New York Red Bulls 2 of USL. Tonight, we're going to be talking about another loss, which is becoming uh, far too commonplace this year, this time against Bethlehem Steel. Uh, they lost 2-0. Uh, we're going to discuss Junior Fleming's recent call-up to the Jamaican national team, and we're going to preview the game against Ottawa. Uh, joining me tonight, I don't even know where to, to, to say that you were, uh, I guess, NYC soccer world's own. <laughs> yes. Merced. Yes, is it that hard to say it? Jeez, NYC soccer world. Well, I just want to make sure I'm getting it, uh, getting the details right. You are getting it right. Okay, good. <laughs> How are you doing tonight, Anthony?
1: I'm doing. I'm doing a lot better than Red Bull Two is these days. I can tell you that much for sure. I will tell you that in my head,
0: I said those exact same words. Like I heard them coming out of your mouth before they they actually emerged. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let Let's. I guess just hop right into that. Uh, Red Bulls Two are. In a world of pain I think is a, a fair enough way to say that They're 2-3-0 and in their last five uh, And It's just it's Not clicking, the offense is having a lot of trouble um, This past game 16 shots Total, 2 on target That is a big, 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 big problem um, Trouble just along the front line uh, Whether it was Douglas Martinez D-Mart as I'm uh, calling him uh, oh goodness! <laughs> or Brandon Allen, Junior Flemings. You know, all, the three of these guys combined for two shots, and both of them were off target. You're going to struggle to win games if your your strikers are not uh, taking shots and/or putting them on target. Uh, of course, the ghosts of Red Bull's past came to to bite them. Something that the senior team is all too familiar with. Uh, in this case, it was Adam Najem, whose rights were sold to Philadelphia in the off season. And uh, he scores a goal and an assist to just, you know, hammer it in a little bit. Uh, And Rafa Diaz, while he did very well, uh, got caught off his line for both goals. Both goals were chips. Uh, The first one is a little bit uh, understandable, I guess, uh, just based on uh, where he'd set himself up. The second one, he was basically caught in no man's land, and it, it was bad. Anthony. (laughs)
1: <laughs> i'm usually this, the optimistic yeah. one
0: so i'd like to hear i'd like to hear what you thought about
1: this game this game stunk for red bull 2 like this is one. this is one of the worst games i've ever seen them play um even at least in the charlotte loss which i remember th- i mean this season has had like two of the worst performances the team has ever had um at least with the charlotte loss um i kind of could say well I mean at least they look good going forward didn't really make it work this game they just felt like a team I don't want to say they weren't trying because I think it's a little too harsh but when they got into the final third I was watching a group of guys just standing still
0: mm-hmm.
1: and there was no movement in the front guys just weren't like jockeying for position they weren't trying to make runs on the inside it was just a guy with a ball in the wing kind of looking to whip it in and nobody to whip it into for pretty much the entirety of the game and I know it's hot out there but geez guys like you know like you got to make something happen and Bethlehem Steel came in as a team that would knew look the the game plan is out there for the New York Red Bulls um both teams you mm-hmm. can counter-attack them and you're going to get your opportunities and if you make those opportunities count you're going to walk away with a win and that's exactly what they did hunkered down defended got their counter opportunities, took advantage, walked away with a win.
0: Now, one of the things that's been surprising me a lot this year is the amount of time that the Red Bulls have spent out on the wings when they don't have what I would call traditional wingers. And that's that's true of both teams, but uh, this team maybe especially. Uh, as opposed to attacking through the center, where you have the most creative player on your team. Um, it could be a product uh, of of Bezicourt kind of maybe trying to do too much offensively when he does get the ball in the middle. He's usually uh, maybe caught, not necessarily caught in two minds, but um, he tends to look for the shots, which is, you know, that's a fine quality for a player to have, um, but they need him to be a little bit more of a facilitator, which I haven't really seen too much from him. And then, you know if if you're going to go so one dimensional and only play from the outside uh, it's much easier for teams to just pack the box and look for those counters especially because now you're going to be caught upfield uh, because all of your the offense is coming from the wings and the wing the wing backs so on those overlapping runs they're just stuck upfield and other teams are countering a a, a lot more easily
1: well let, let, let's be honest about Vincent Bezacourt for a second mm Mm-hmm. I, I thought last year and toward in the very beginning of this year, he showed the kind of dynamic play that made you think that this guy was headed to the first team at some point before the end of the season. Since about Game 5 or so, uh, the guy, aside from a free kick here or there, has not been dynamic, has not been creating, and that's why this team is going to the wings. If he was being effective doing what he should be doing, they wouldn't need to spread out to the wings as much because this yeah. guy would be getting the ball and distributing in the right way and distributing it to guys that can that can be dangerous making cross runs coming in he's not doing that job that's not what what Basulavich does that's not what dan Metzger does he's got to be the one doing that
0: i i fully agree with that but i think he's in a similar place uh with sasha question in terms of uh where he's re- receiving the ball so he's generally getting the ball uh, out wide uh, or just up top in the box. He's not getting it from those positions where they could start running at a defense, which is where he succeeded so much last year. That's a little bit different in terms of what Kleschen's role is. Uh, but just- well, Yeah,
1: and, and, and there's one very big difference between that. Like Sasha and, and in today's um, Heineken Media Day for NYCFC, there, there was a question. Um, <laughs> it was Heineken Media Day. Just it was Heineken it. You Media to, Day. I liked it. You had to say that. We're
0: going to have to pay them. You keep saying their name on here.
1: But I'm just saying, like, that's what it was called. I, Am I not right, supposed to call right. it that? All right. Go on. Is it just the arena? Do we have to pay Red Bull every time we, we call it what it uh, is? Anyway, well, uh, <laughs> it's the arena. Um, Heineken Media Day. Uh, so, right. Sa- Sasha Kleschen spoke a little bit about coming back into the midfield and his comfort coming further back because that's what he played so long for Anderlecht. Mm-hmm. The big difference is there's Felipe to move forward who can play oh, that right. position. Red Bull two doesn't have that.
0: Well, maybe they do. Maybe Basulovich could be that person. It, but I, I His don't. He's not that kind wait, of. Wait, wait. I don't think that Bezicourt should be dropping back to that spot. I think that playing as that second forward is a very good place for him. But if if the two guys behind him are not um, breaking lines with their passes then I don't think it really matters uh, where you've got him on the field. He's not going to be able to really create much in the final third. He's got to be that guy who's floating around and and sort of distributing the ball, um, but getting it at you know a much higher on the field and closer to the center than he is currently, or uh, during counterattack opportunities being the guy that leads the charge. Because that's, wh- that's where I think he was most dangerous last year.
1: Yeah, and instead it's distribution to the wings and either side, and it's just not working. Um, and the other thing about the Red Bull system is they bring the wing backs up really ridiculously high.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So when you give the ball away, um, you're you're asking for trouble, and then you've got a wing back as your center back still, and Justin Billiou. So it's um, it's as, it's just it's it's all kinds of trouble for this team. And you can hear the frustration in John Walnick's voice uh, post game. Um, players aren't really doing what they're supposed to be doing. This this team right now, I don't want to say they're in shambles. They're not. They're still in a playoff position, but they really have to right the ship, especially at home. You can't lose these home games.
0: Yeah, yeah. Fully agree with that. Um, part of, I think, their sloppy play, just in general, um, has been... Maybe trying to do more than they need to do at a given moment, instead of trying to make the easy pass. Uh, sometimes I feel like they're they're going out of their way to to be a bit fancier than they need to be, uh, and that has crushed them a lot.
1: Yeah, I mean I I would agree with that, especially um, touching on I thought Douglas Martinez said a few times that he was trying to do too much mm-hmm. and got caught. I mean USL is a physical league. Yep. Um, far more physical than MLS. So the minute you get the ball, someone's either chugging at your shirt, giving you a push with their elbow, and the referees aren't calling it. Um, right. It's 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 the kind of league where you'll get bowled over and they tell you, get right up. So that first touch is incredibly important. And there have been moments in the season, Brandon Allen does this particularly well in the USL, um, where that first touch will be to kind of put it ahead of him. And he anticipates that push mm-hmm. and kind of gets around it and gets himself a lot of space didn't see a lot of that from anybody I know Douglas Martinez has got to get used to um the the speed of the USL so I'm not gonna to be too harsh on him this is I believe is only a second start it might, it might have even been his first I think start.
0: this is for, this is first start yeah. but it's his I think yeah. third uh, appearance
1: yeah so he's gonna need some time but it yeah, doesn't look it wasn't good from everybody else
0: one thing from him that uh, that got me early in the game uh, there was a really good opportunity I don't remember who it was who got down the flank it might have been uh, Velo might have been Fleming's uh, but they sent the ball into him, and he's wide open in the middle of the box. And his touch is just you know like a, like a rock. <laughs> if the ball yeah. was flying away from him, what would have been a good opportunity it then diminished. Is that? Well, maybe we'll get into that in the in the second part of this. Let's let's talk about uh, maybe goat. Uh, who was who was at fault for this for this loss? Who would you pinpoint?
1: everyone i (laughs) i i I don't think i can name one guy in this team that uh that played well that played well i was gonna say there's an old um detroit red wings line that scotty bowman said once after a game where his team played this poorly um he said i don't even think these guys deserve a shower and like that that was the kind of level that this team put forward in that game
0: now i think offensively you could make that argument that they were terrible defensively. They they didn't most of what they needed to do. They were let down, uh, arguably on both of those goals, by some bad decisions from Rafa Diaz, or Rafi Diaz rather. Uh, it's just you know uh, on that offense. But well, where are the center things. backs
1: on that? Like where's where's the pressure? They they did close N- down.
0: They did close down to gem on his goal. Uh, it Not was on just, his first one. Oh yes, they did. They were right on top of him. They didn't. Oh, get out of here. <laughs> I will slams door. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull up the game while we're talking about this, and I'm gonna watch that goal because I I know a hundred percent you're wrong.
1: But, sure, and I'm gonna sit here and wait.
0: <laughs> all right, uh, da, 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 what was it? You're talking <laughs> to a very stubborn person. Okay, Najem <laughs> gets that ball. Avidor is essentially right in front of him and closing him down, and then pressure is coming from behind. From Metzger, uh, so you've got two players that are right on top of him. Uh, he his first touch uh, is enough to lose Abador, and he just buys himself a little bit of space, and that was enough for him to chip. Him.
1: That, that like you you can't get beat like that. Like, yeah, I agree. That space should not be what there. Is,
0: what is Diaz doing at the top of the six yard box? There,
1: it's it's all of their faults. Yeah. Like I'm not like right, I, I don't right. want to. That's the thing. I don't want to call out Rafa Diaz for something that like yes he's out of position. Alberto shouldn't get beat by a kid, and and, you know,
0: if Najem just got the ball and was dribbling in on them, I would fully agree with that. Uh, Moments leading up to that goal, uh, there's a horrible turnover at midfield, I think, by Basulovich. Yes, might have been Metzger, Uh, and then it's a break. So these guys are running back; they get the ball out wide. Uh, And they do essentially what you want to see from your center backs when someone from the top of the box gets the ball. It's just a really nice play from Najem to to beat Abador there. I I, I can't fault him on the way that that shook out. Maybe he's a little bit slower uh, to react to the initial pass, but he closes down pretty quickly. Uh, Najem just fakes him out. It's good footwork.
1: All right, he's whatever. a pretty good we'll, player. We'll, we'll agree to disagree and move <laughs> on. Not
0: going not gonna, gonna yell at you. Uh, so if I was going to pick a, a guy who was at fault, I think you know who it would be at this point. Don't don't say Rafa Diaz. I'm giving him. I'm giving it to Rafa Diaz. It's <sighs> look. He's he's tasked with one job in this game, and that's to to make sure that on those big opportunities, he's positioning himself well to make the big saves. In this case, he did not. It's just what happened. It's not the worst thing in the world. It's not the worst game in the world from him. I guess maybe somebody else who would deserve it would be uh, Douglas Martinez because uh, it just it was a it was a poor night from him. I know he's learning the league, uh, but welcome you
1: know, to America, <laughs> right? Long,
0: America, lone striker in this setup. Um, it's a tremendous responsibility given uh, the way that they play. And you can't make those kinds of mistakes in the box with your touch. It's just, it's going to kill you every time. So it, so I'll give it to them. Uh, Diaz Martinez. D. Mart. <laughs> I'll keep calling him that. Um, okay. Uh, Junior Flemings also yep. had a very poor game. Yes, he did. Uh, we, I don't think that that's up for debate. Uh, He's he- had a really bad year. I don't think really bad year because he's still coming yeah. back from injury and he's doing pretty well. Yeah, we hey, we, yeah, we, we got to let
1: go of that. We got to let go of that. Like look, at this point like we're already nearing the halfway point of the USL season. At what point are we going to stop using the knee injury? Well, like like if he's that bad, no, no, Then no, no, no. why is he then why is he on the field? He's that
0: bad, but he's also performing fairly well for the most part except for these last two games. These last two games I think he was exceptionally bad uh for what we've seen from him. But <laughs> because sometimes the world doesn't make any sense, he gets the call-up to the Jamaican national team um, for the Caribbean Cup. Uh, I'm not really sure what he's doing in this team other than uh, them just needing bodies because the number of competitions that they're going to be involved in this year. Yeah, uh, But, uh, I mean... Look, the guy when he's on uh, has performed well. We've seen it from him from a you know a number of times this season. He's what four four goals in his thirteen appearances. That's it, that, that's not terrible. Yeah, he had
1: seven all of last year. I guess yeah, he, he did have seven all that year, but he didn't look like this last year. He looked like the kind of guy that was going to have a breakout year. Obviously, the knee injury happened, but he yeah. hasn't looked like the same player since coming back.
0: Yeah, but to to wrap that up and and maybe put the blame on him is a little bit unfair. And I'll tell you why. Uh, last year tell in him. in the midfield, uh, he often yeah. had help from Speedy Williams, uh, which made Metzger's job much easier. Uh, Tyler Adams, Sean Davis at times. Like these are elite level players that are no longer on the squad. And you instead, in their stead, you've got younger guys that are, are learning the ropes. And so then
1: are we saying that this team, like, eliminating Davis and Adams from the equation, obviously they got called up good Mm -hmm. for them. Are we saying that this team let go of guys in key positions that they should have held on to? Like was Speedy Williams, the kind of guy and you know, know, and I also, I want to throw Zach Carroll back into this. Like, are we saying that these two guys were guys that they shouldn't have let go of? Yeah. I, I think that that's a fair assessment.
0: I think that both of those guys though, wanted opportunities that, uh, like uh, if you if it was in the business world, um, uh, opportunities for advancement, and that was not the case for them at Red Bull, and I think it was maybe
1: Carol yeah. might have actually had it, considering the way the year is gone.
0: Yeah, maybe, maybe Carol, but speedy, I mean, it is such huh. a logjam at Central midfielder. and knowing that there's two uh, pretty terrific midfielders in front of him uh, in Sean Davis and Tyler Adams, uh, the writing was on the wall, and that might have been the conversation that led him out the door. Uh, but he is a tremendously talented player. You still see it when he comes on for Louisville. And losing him is a very big blow for this team.
1: Yes. And he um <laughs> no, i was I was just thinking about just it shocked me in watching the Louisville game and watching him come onto the field. I had completely forgotten that he had moved to Louisville. Mm-hmm. and I, man, yeah, this team misses him so tremendously. I think that they thought with uh, Basulovich and with Inari and Abador that they had something in the mix there mm-hmm. that that could be a proper replacement. None of those guys at this point have panned out in that on that level to accomplish what they have hoped for. Yeah, they still can. You know, we've had Basulovich on the show, so I don't want to make this out like we're you know right. <laughs> we're, we're throwing them under the bus. You know, we're not. But you know, sometimes guys need a call out when. They're not playing well and the Definitely. team is losing, you know, and this is kind of that call out.
0: I, th- I think Basulovic uh, is better suited for a position further up the field, but uh, we can expand on that in our next segment. We're going to preview the game against Ottawa Fury FC when we come back. Stick around. Oh, boy. And we're back uh, for our final segment. It's only two this week. We didn't have a guest. Uh, let's talk about Ottawa Fury FC. Uh, last time they came in, they were struggling way down the bottom of the table. Since then, they have very much turned it around. They are 3-1-1 one, and one in their last five games uh, with wins over Richmond, Harrisburg, uh, and Orlando. They lost to Rochester and Drew Bethlehem Steel. Uh, Saito Sion uh, is their top scorer right now. It's only four goals, but uh, I believe all of those came within the last six games for the team. Uh, and even though their defense was quite suspect to start the year, they have suddenly turned that around and uh, haven't allowed more than a goal in a game in their last four. Uh, what what happened with this team? They They were struggling for a really long time, uh, and suddenly everything turned around for them. It kind of reminds me of uh, of Reno uh, in the Western Conference that they started off very poor uh, and then suddenly came to life and are now climbing up the table. So, so what's going on with Ottawa?
1: I think it's a case of new league, new team. Um, they, yes, they were in the NASL. They didn't have to do anywhere near the amount of travel that they have to do. They weren't in anywhere near as much of a stable league. No offense, I cover the Cosmos in the NASL. But it's... Um, it, it, it's a different machine, and they also have become the affiliate team of the Montreal Impact. So they've had they've had to integrate some players that uh, they didn't have the year before. Mm-hmm. It was almost like starting completely from scratch. So they were trying to find their legs, and uh, they've got a good coach, obviously, that um, the son of a prodigy of <laughs> your. Your favorite English team that we won't talk about. We but, can just um, call him
0: the king's son, so he's the prince. Uh,
1: uh, look, there's only one king in New York, in New York and his name is Henry. Um, oh, wait, All I'm sorry. Henry. Right. Okay <laughs> um, the
0: <laughs> Or Via these days, Theari, depending Theari on who you talk Henry.
1: to. Terry Henry. Um, the... So they've gotten it together, and I think they really started to get it together against Red Bull 2. Uh, when they came to uh, MC, MSU soccer park so they're a dangerous side now and they're 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 caught up to the league and they're a team that can't be taken lightly anymore and tough place to travel to
0: yes and New York has not exactly lit up the league on the road they got their first road win against Richmond uh all in all they are 2-3 and you know, 0 in their last 5 games negative 4 goal differential uh eesh their their That's wins great. their wins and this makes no sense uh against charleston and richmond <laughs> the top team and the very bottom team everyone else in the middle is a problem apparently uh they lost to bethlehem steel louisville and ottawa the team they're coming up against this week uh are are red bulls just in a place where current the current roster needs to be augmented in order for them to move forward especially uh on the defense
1: Well, here's where the whole idea of development versus wins comes into play. If you're asking, do they need players to augment to win games? The answer is yes. If this is about development and only development, no. This is about teaching guys how to play the positions they're supposed to play. Send them out there and put them under the fire. If they don't produce, well, you know, you don't have something. So this is actually going to be the time we find out really what they mean on Red Bull 2 of whether or not this is about development or winning games.
0: Okay, so with that in mind then, uh, you have Hassan Adam, what is he, 19 years old? Yes. Uh,
1: uh, Is he 20? Uh, He might be 20 already.
0: Okay. Uh, Regardless, he is mighty young. You've got Jordan Scarlett, who's 21. Hasn't played much. Hasn't played much, but uh, he's working his way back into form. Yeah. Uh, Andrew Lombard, who is, a, I think, a couple of weeks away from getting some minutes, uh, and David Abador, who is now 24. Of those guys, I think it doesn't look very likely that Abador is somebody that is going to progress in this system. So, you know, once Scarlett is healthy, does that mean he's on the bench I forgot to even mention Tim Schmoll, but, she, I mean, he looks fully out of the conversation Tim, at this
1: point. Yeah, Tim Tim Schmoll looks like the kind of guy that we're not going to talk about anymore for the rest of the year. Um, and I don't know, look, I'm not in training for Red Bull 2, so I don't know what the feeling is. But based on the the lineups and what they're doing, he's out of the equation. Yep. Um if Scarlett's back, Abador's on the bench, if you ask me. Um I think Abador I don't think Abador's fitting in with this team or this system. I don't think Abador is a bad player.
0: Right, right, he right. Pro-
1: he proved that in Tulsa. He was very effective in Tulsa. Um but I don't think and we've never spoken to him, so I don't know what his goals are, but we spoke Red to Bull I wasn't on the call.
0: Oh, maybe that's true.
1: <laughs> I wasn't. I never spoke to Ab- to Abador. Fair enough. So I I, I don't necessarily know what his goals are because I didn't listen to that episode.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You're the worst. You really are.
1: I didn't say I was a good person. (laughs) Um, And so, you know, maybe this isn't necessarily the right place for him or maybe he hasn't necessarily been put in the right position. So if Scarlett's back, I think he definitely rides the bench.
0: Okay, Uh, Hassan Adam. By the way, is eighteen. He hasn't even turned nineteen.
1: Oh my God, is he really that young?
0: Yeah. So I mean, you know, take some of his performances with a grain of salt as well. Uh, He's
1: been great. Just so you know, like I actually no no complaints about him in regards to the development process.
0: Right, right. I mean, he shows the um, the need for polish. I think is maybe the best way to say that. But uh, his performances are mostly good. He still makes some big mistakes. And you know, thinking about that now, going back to um, when he was on the bench against New England, right? And uh, we were talking about, you know, the end of the game, why are you into Nadam in there? All right, now maybe I get it a little bit. He's, he's 18 years old. <laughs> but,
1: I, I still would have done it. And I spoke about that on, on uh, the Seeing Red Daily. Mm-hmm. The, I, it, it, it's, a, it's a philosophy decision, but I do feel sometimes kids need to be thrown into the fire in key situations to really see what you got. But I understand why Jesse didn't do that.
0: Mm. Um, going back to uh, this game, uh, what is it going to take for the Red Bulls to to slow down Ottawa, or at least to make a dent? Also, don't forget in this stretch that they've had, they even though they ended up uh, ultimately losing the Canadian championship tilt against Toronto FC over two legs, they did beat them in one of those legs. And yes, it was an it underpowered underpowered uh tfc team but they they i mean they still put up a very good fight
1: um yeah they 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 gave him a heck of a run
0: in their first match i would say that maybe the size of uh of uh the red bulls was a bit of an issue that's not something you can coach out of the team so what's what's it going to take for them to overcome ottawa on the road uh, when they've been struggling like they have
1: They've got to work up the middle. They, they, you know, the wing play is decent to spread the field and get people, and get Ottawa defenders to maybe wear them down early in the game. But at the end of the day, uh, if it's Douglas Martinez again, if they've given up on Brandon Allen, I don't think they have. But uh, if Allen is playing, um, they need to find they need to find him, get some balls over the top, get him in a position where he can disrupt the defense. If it's Douglas Martinez, same thing, except they really have to get on the same page in regards to first touches, understand where he likes the ball mm-hmm. so, that they, so that they can have quick opportunities at net without um, putting him in awkward situations. Either way, they really need someone in the middle of the field that gets them, I feel like I'm talking about the first team, that gets them from the, from the back line or deep within the midfield moving forward in a way that isn't um, so predictable.
0: Yeah. Do you think it's worth um, pushing Bezicourt out to the wing, moving Basulevich up to uh, that spot, and playing Tenari with Metzger?
1: I mean, it depends on who you want to give up on the wing. Um, Well, Fleming's going to be out anyway, right? He is, but they still have Derek Etienne.
0: Do they? Because he hasn't played in, in... any of the matches recently he's been with the
1: first team yeah, he's been with the first te- i mean i don't ex- anticipate him being with the first team i don't know go branson is gone maybe he is with the first team again i don't like this is a confusing part um <laughs> and uh
0: just in terms of the offense in general when he has not been there uh the, the two x factors that we don't know which one is mo- more important is uh without derek etienne and without andrew tenari uh, this team has struggled mightily offensively.
1: Yeah, they so. have. Um, D- if Derek Etienne plays, uh, obviously he's on the wing. Mm-hmm. But Besicov out wide. My issue is, I we don't know what his pace is out wide. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a lot of running out there. Uh, can he do it? Can he? Can he? Can he not wear out very early? Although to be fair, he can run a lot. And if you get to the 60th minute, you can always sub on another guy. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I'd be very apprehensive to move him out of that out of that midfield spot, despite everything I've already said about how he's performed there.
0: Yeah, I think it would be good, maybe just to get him a different look. And what I'm thinking about is uh, back to last year, the start of the season, the game he ended up getting hurt in against uh, TFC. Uh, playing in that wide position, he was very dynamic and and running at uh, the the uh, opposing wing backs. My issue would then be probably uh, what he would bring defensively but okay let's uh let's talk about um let's, let's get a prediction
1: i'm gonna say three two new york red bulls two
0: three two new york red bulls two new york red bulls two are gonna walk away with a win they're gonna I think score so. they're gonna score three goals having not scored more than one in a game in their last three games
1: Joe, what I need you to do right now is to realize that I'm an optimist. <laughs> what is that true?
0: All right, maybe it, maybe it, you are more optimistic than I am, but you're you are far, you're far harsher gloom. a critic than I am.
1: I am a harsh critic. I will not deny that. But I'm an optimist. You, you're doom and gloom. I am doom. You and probably gloom. think you probably think this team is going to lose eight <laughs> nothing, and the stadium is going to sink into the sea after well, they're the playing 90th in Ottawa, minute.
0: So if that happened. I mean, it wouldn't. It would be horrible for the people of Ottawa, uh, but I feel like it would be a forfeit too. So, um,
1: well, to, to what team? Way, because as way. you know, when 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 you quit when you quit a game in FIFA, you lose three nothing. So, what side quits?
0: That's true, but I feel like the home team would have to quit in that that case.
1: Yep. So, so then we're gonna win three nothing.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, realistically, I think that this is a two nothing loss uh, for the Red Bulls. I don't know if they. I mean. I've I've been thinking for the past couple weeks, you know, John's going to get this team really riled up after the performances they've been turning in, Uh, but that hasn't quite happened yet. I still want to see who's going to be rotating into the squad. We've seen Ethan Cutler a number of times now, right back, and he's looked pretty good there. Um, We need to see a little bit more of Jordan Scarlett. Hassan Nadam needs a steady partner. Uh, Kevin O'Toole can't always go for this team because he's the academy player still, so we're seeing Justin Bilyeu out wide a lot more. Um, and if he was the only one who could pair with Nadam, then there's going to be trouble ahead. Uh, but overall, I think that this team's not ready to, to turn the corner yet. Uh, there's still a lot of questions in the midfield and on the wing, so 2 nothing loss. That's that's my guess.
1: You Do you, like, every night just beat yourself over the back with a cat of nine tails and tell yourself (laughs) my the teams i root for are horrible and we're always gonna lose i mean that is that is
0: true about a lot of the teams i think that's the reason i like a lot of the teams i like is that they're like incredible underdogs (sighs)
1: so does that mean you're also a mets and jets fan
0: no good lord good lord no we've talked about my baseball and uh football affiliations before I don't need to endear myself anymore to the people of the tri-state area by talking about that.
1: Yeah, and just so you know, he's audience, he's a Liverpool fan.
0: You're goddamn right. Just leaving that there. You're goddamn right. All right. Oh, I shouldn't. um, I was blaspheming. Sorry. Sorry, everyone. Okay, so Anthony says a 3-2 win. I say a 2 nothing loss. Um, I think that's it for the show this evening. You got anything else you want to talk about before we go?
1: No, just uh, read my stuff. I'm, no, I'm uh, with uh, NYC Soccer World now. So, what?
0: I just the, I could hear the way that you were formulating yeah. stop, words stop, stop. and it made me laugh.
1: Yeah, I know it did. Uh, NYC Soccer World, we're covering New York Red Bulls, New York Red Bulls 2, NYCFC, and the New York Cosmos. Um, so go there and read that, and there will be more announcements coming soon. So stay in touch.
0: I will stay in touch with you, Anthony. I promise. Um, You can, if you want to follow us on Twitter, you can find us. I'm at underscore Joe Goldstein. I am at AttitudeAJM. And Bill, who is not here and hasn't been here for weeks now, it feels like, is at BillTNJ. And if you'd like to follow the show, and we really hope you do, we are Raising BullCast. That's one bull, Raising BullCast. And, of course, like I said, that's all on Twitter. You can also find us at Facebook.com slash Raising Bulls. You can go to RaisingBulls.com. Check out uh, the Webby site that we have over there. And, of course, you can listen to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. Please find us, rate us, review us. It does mean everything, and it really does help. Uh, For myself and Anthony Merced, good night. Last Word Radio, where you, you get the last word.